Welcome to our our sunroom of comics. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's talk comics to me time. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And happy Pride Month to all our fellow queer people. We love you. Uh, and if you're not queer, please give money to all of the gay people in your life. Because they deserve it way more than you. Especially, especially if they're, you know, black or a person of color or trans. Throw your money at all of them. If you're rich, they have things they need it. to buy. Yeah. We all do. I mean, <laughs> support the real people. <laughs> the real gays. The real gays. Uh, okay, so I have a fat stack. Heather is... I got, got a, tiny, a tiny little stack. Tiny boy, so... I got a short dick today. <laughs> There's no problems with that. Go ahead. All right. So to kick this off... I've got this. Uh, this is the Trials of Loki. This is just a Marvel Tales reissue of the four-issue series of the Trials of Loki, which if you have not read this, go back and listen to our episode. I can't remember what number it is. I'll put it in the comments. Um, from during the pandemic when there were no comics coming out and Champ and I were doing weekly trades yeah. for our videos. So um, it'd be one of the not new comic book days. Yes. Um, but this is a really sick deal because it's $7.99 and you get the entire series as opposed to the $29.99 hardcover that I bought with the exact same content. Um, but that, and that cover is real sick. That cover yeah. is like amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. Um, and this is one of my favorite Loki stories because it's not necessarily about Marvel Loki. It's more about the Norse mythology Loki and that story and his like history of like getting his mouth sewn shut the snake, all of that stuff. It's the really, snake. really good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's just him trying to fit in in Asgard and like not being able to do anything right because he is not on the same intellectual level as everyone else. And I mean that as in he is smarter and more clever. And people just don't understand him. So this is my boyfriend. This is Loki. His new show will be out next week. So... And read this. And we'll be back on Wednesdays for at least that time being, so get ready for that too. We're gonna I'm I'm gonna be going a little crazy the next few weeks just talking about this magnificent person who also is gay. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Good. Good job. <laughs> I did talk about what it was about, right? Yeah, okay. I think, okay. I, I think so. Okay. I just got really into it because you know I love Loki. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, you definitely did talk I'm, about what it was. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, I do it. Okay, so this is Pantomime. This is issue number six. This was actually out like a month ago, over a month ago. Yeah. Uh, it didn't show up, and then I forgot about it because I'm getting so many comics a week, and then it showed up. It's the last issue. It is. I really liked it. Uh, it's strange because the main character i like i really liked her throughout but i don't know if i can agree with the choice she made at the end because she felt like really controlled by her brother he you know was kind of like he injured himself to make sure they could like stay together forever and gross. she kind of does something like it's really gross. yeah it is really gross <laughs> like some cersei and jamie shit yeah but not not like that um, but she basically, like, 
turns the tables and blames every single thing that like they've ever done like masterminding all of the robberies killing uh certain people she like blames it all on her brother and he ends up like taking the rap for everybody so it's like oh my god sorry i never I just, thought to do that i just spoiled everything it's okay uh but i just like i don't know i liked it but it i feel like i want to go back and read it as a whole because i guess for me like also dealing with like prison abolition in my head i'm just like but why would you do that to your family yeah and even and even then like i mean he was being controlling he was being an asshole but at that point it's just like sending him to prison but yeah but does he deserve that (laughs) no it's just yeah so yeah it's one of those things where i i I struggle with that a little bit because my brain is broken because i'm a stupid sjw look you had to do it to him, I suppose. At least you're a good communist. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a communist. But... I would not either, and I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, that's it. a whole other conversation. No, no. Uh, So anyway, now lastly, I have... Lastly. <laughs> this is the last comic book of the day, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so this is the last issue of this as well. Like, several of my books ended this week. This is the last issue of Dead Dogs Bite. This is issue number four. I fucking... I love the way this ended. I did read, like, a fairly interesting review of it. I think it was on Comics FX, or XF, um, which I, they were talking about how it kind of had, like, an anticlimactic ending in relation to, like, everything else, all the other, like, issues, but how the anticlimax is also just, like, a lot of, like, what's built underneath the story. Uh, I wish I should have gone back and read the other issues before I did this, but I don't brain, so I'm not going to. It's just, it's a really great ending. It's a really great way to wrap it up. And for me coming out of it, it's just a lot about the friends you make, the decisions you make, and the secrets of small towns and like what people do to make, make or help those things continue. Uh, it's it's really interesting and how kind of you just need to like break out of your small town and like think about other things and it's it's really good the art is really great pacing is amazing i just i really enjoy tyler boss's art and the way he set up sets his panels up because it really makes the story flow in an interesting way and this was no exception especially this last like issue like there kind of is like an ms etcher like staircase thing where Mm -hmm. he's talking about alice in wonderland and then she like is watching like an old real video of like stuff about the town and it's kind of just like playing in that way too so it's just like it's really good i was the mystery of her friends solved yes okay 100 percent. but it's just like it's not what you it's not what you thought it was right like i think that she chose to go missing it's it's more than that it's more it's way more than that and i don't want to i'm not going to ruin it for you but it's just it's an ending you didn't see like you knew something there was another layer of everything but Mm -hmm. honestly when i found out what was happening and i think this is why you know the review was kind of saying it was anticlimactic because it's just like it's one of those things where you're kind of sideswiped by just like what but it just fits with all of the narrative so very well. Okay. So, cool. I, yeah, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Four issues, so it'll probably be out in trade soon, and I, I don't know, please get it. Everyone like, please, it. please, please get it. I think, I think it's super enjoyable. Okay. 
Uh, now I have Family Tree. This is also the last issue. This is issue number 12. And interesting story. I think it'd be better read in uh, trade form, honestly, and kind of all together because it is a little... I mean, the story is disjointed, and I don't feel like it does, like, the best job of explaining itself, but I also don't feel like it's necessary. Mm -hmm. um, I did like how it ended. I did I did like it, and I feel like it had a, a good message. So, I do, I think, if you like post-apocalyptic stuff, that's that's the way to go. Trees. Feel like trees. Trees. Feel like Earth. Yeah. If you're an Earth dude. Mother Nature. Captain Planet Man. And that. And all that. <laughs> okay. You ready for this? Yes. All right. We have oh, the shit. Hi. We have the nice house on the lake. I don't want to say much about this first issue because there's until everybody reads it and it's like a few weeks out because it's not what you think it is. No. Did you enjoy it? I I did. I greatly enjoyed this. I love the art quite a bit. Absolutely. Um, I love the setup. Mm-hmm. The colors. And, like, just, it is, it's just, like, I love the little, like, info, infographics mm -hmm. about everybody and the way I introduced them. I love all them. the symbols for people. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it's a... So, I guess, basically, it's just about a group of friends who go back to the, with this one guy at different parts of his life. Um, they're just all invited to a lake house. Yeah. It's a build as a horror book. Yeah. But I don't... Yes and no. Um, I think horror as in the idea of it couldn't be horrifying, but I feel like it's going to be more of like a psychological thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so this is my last one by myself. Uh, this is Sam and his talking gun. This is issue number three. Um, this is just a story about a man who is betrayed by his closest friend slash fake brother um, and left for dead. Well, everyone else thinks that he's dead, but he's actually in a mental institution. That's where he got locked up. So he finally gets out and decides to get his revenge um, and... Part of that is explaining to everyone in the company that he and his grandpa owned together that he is not dead, he is alive, and he's coming for this dude. So, I really enjoy this. This is like a weird assassin story, but also with like a gun that talks. It's very strange. I like this one, this particular issue a whole lot because it does a lot of the background explanations of things that are mentioned and it just, it makes more sense. So, same as talking gun. <laughs> uh, okay. Got some number ones now. I mean, yeah, all number ones. This is The Worst Dudes. This is just kind of about a raunchy group of spacemen. Do they bang? Uh, I mean, there is banging. There's banging? I swear I had banging in another one of my books. Uh, but a dude's looking for somebody and is looking for a pop star and has to team up with this little lion man. And it's a... Little lion man. Yeah. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Art's good. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. No, the art is really cool. What was that I last page? Um... No, it wasn't that. Maybe it was like, are there ads at the end? No, they're like little comic strips. 
Okay, yeah, that's what I had seen. I was yeah, like, that's little, cute. Yeah, like there's that. little extra, like, little one, one-off one comics in the back. I mean, I probably won't keep reading this, but it wasn't not enjoyable. It was just kind of like, I have so much I'm reading, and this was not, this isn't something I need to add. But if you like, you know, raunchy shit and really good art and fucking... <laughs> The worst dudes. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so I have Out of Body. This is issue number one. This... I actually read that one, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, I was trying to read as much as I could at work today. Uh, art's really good. I I don't know. I'm going to get this ne- the second issue, I believe, just because I'm curious. But I don't know if this is necessarily something that I enjoy. No, I had the that problem with it, like, when you were talking about it yesterday. It just, it felt very, um, kind of, kind of all over the place. Like, the way that the story mm-hmm. is told. It's, the bones are there. Yeah. Like, you can see it, but it's one of, yeah, it's just, and it just, that issue didn't necessarily draw me in. Like, I didn't, the main character, I was just like, huh. Both of them. Like, yeah. the antagonist and the protagonist. I was just like, okay. Yeah. No, I, I felt that same way about it. I was just like, okay, this is, like, an interesting concept, but I just don't know if I enjoyed the way that it was done. Yeah, and I suppose I don't... There's a man in a coma. Let <laughs> me give you what's happening. Uh, there's a man in a coma, and he is basically talking to a girl who speaks with spirits. And she is trying to figure, he's trying to figure out who murdered him, attempted to murder him. And she is like getting in contact with him as well as like dealing with some other evil forces. Trying to figure out who he is, where he is, what he is doing. Yeah, and that, that like mystery aspect, I was like, I don't care about this dude. Yeah, no, I I did not care. I was, <laughs> I was like, just like, I was okay. <laughs> hoping that his girlfriend was gonna kill him. I was like, fuck yeah, but. So yeah, it's uh, it's all right. Like it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Just a book. It's just a book. Um, well, like I said, I'll check out the second issue, see if it's if it builds up more. If it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. Next, we both have Basilisk. Have I just read it. <laughs> and I just got this particular issue because this Christian Ward art was pretty badass. I couldn't help myself. It's just really good. We love him. Yeah, we do love him. Uh, so this, we can't remember what the solicit is, and it's a really weird first issue. It's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, it I was, like, trying to, because exp- someone at work had asked, like, well, there are there any good, like, number ones that had come out? And I was like, well, I just read this, and I think I enjoyed it. He was like, what is it about? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand what's happening, but it was, like, I'm interested because yeah. it was like maybe it's because I am so lost with it because I can't remember what mm-hmm. it was supposed to be about but I mean basically a cult sort of deal is put together and it seems like they have at some point killed lots of people and one one of them has split off and was doing her own thing and she gets kidnapped and it's kind of like then everything's wrapped into that it's it's interesting and the art was really beautiful. Yeah, I, I will read the second issue because yeah, I would like some clarity on just what's happening. And I feel like, and this is this might be why I don't necessarily like Colin Bun books is I feel like his number ones go a lot like this. Like it was really quick to read, but it was just like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, 
Yeah, like he just gets you interested enough, and then it's like the second issue comes out, and it's like, dude, why, why did I waste my time with this? This is fucking stupid. Yeah, and maybe if I filled out the rest of the issues, sometimes it works out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm like I said, should should try him again because there's been several of his books I like recently. But yeah, that I read that um, Phantom of the Scan, and yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Was not expecting that at all. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's back. I mean, and I feel like, you know, with some writers, it does Mm-hmm. Because the last thing that I even enjoyed by him was regression. Mm-hmm. And I think that was mainly because of the story paired with the art. Yeah, because I, well, and I liked that first story arc mm-hmm. of regression, and then after that, I was like, no. Yeah, I remember liking the ending, too, but I can't remember what it was now, because it's been so long since yeah. I read it, but anyway. Yeah, I think that was probably the last thing I read by him, too. Okay, I got more. Oh, more. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I did not read that yet. Uh, I have autumnal number seven, and since Heather did not read it yet, I will not really talk about it. Still, art's still beautiful. So, so good. Art and colors are so, so good. It's. I'm really interested in what this book is going to like wrap itself up and do, because it's <clears throat> really good. It's so good. And uh, this is Hollow Heart 4. Keep on going. I'm just going to slide on through it. One more issue left of this, I believe. Can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe a few more. Who knows? So Mateo and Elle are living together after Elle's escape. And Elle's kind of figuring out there's some other motives that might be happening. But I still like it. I, I still, it's a weird, weird book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a very strange, strange look on things. And I, I do want to go back and, like, read it as a whole because I like the narration a lot and I do enjoy the story, but I just feel like it's one of those things reading month to month that's a little bit harder to catch, like, the subtleties I should be catching, especially, right. like, on top of, like, a pile of books I'm reading where I'm trying to catch other things as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, dense books like that, like, emotionally dense, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you do need to read those, like, separately or, like, like all together. They're confusing. Yeah, I was like, they could be a lot. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, so this is Batman, Catwoman. Or as we renamed it, Catwoman and Joker. Uh, this is issue number five. She is standing extremely weird. You don't ever stand like that? <laughs> no, it looks like she's going to shit herself. I mean, Why that's are... how I flex on people. Yeah. Just she's standing like Donald Trump. <laughs> like she's literally standing like Donald Trump yes. right now. Uh, anyway, sorry. Just continuing the story is like one of the best ways that you put it. Mm-hmm. Like, just chugging along harley quinn's in this old old lady harley quinn with a tight butt and a nice rack i'll tell you (laughs) i'll tell you what and a weird mask yeah i don't don't like it because she's got an old lady face old lady face but like young bitch body yeah it's weird um the, the bodies are weird. The only one I'm into in this one is Batman's. Batman does look great. Yeah, Batman... I, I feel really weird because lately I'm just like, dude, Batman's hot as hell. I'd let him carry me like that. Yeah. Like, I'd probably lay exactly like that, too. Uh, so, I mean... It's kind of just a book, really. Yeah. 
I, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like a classic murder, a classic Tom King murder mystery, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah, because you know what, you know what's going on, yeah. you know who the killer is, but you're kind of trying to figure out the subtext of why that is, I think. I feel like this is going to become, like, near the end, some deeper story about Batman and Catwoman's relationship. Like, it's going to be an allegory for something, or just... I can't take 12 issues of an allegory. <laughs> but that's what I feel like. That's, that's the feeling I get from this, where it's like, okay, we're going to start it off, and we're going to... This is going to be the plot. Joker. Dead. Catwoman's a part of it. But relationship problems and I feel like it, everything's gonna stem from like the first few issues and then when it gets mm-hmm. near the end that's when they're gonna have I don't know maybe that's just what I want because I want them to keep banging but I mean they obviously do keep banging they do but I'm just saying there's probably like I don't know marriage counseling or something I know they don't get married but they probably have to do something like that because they have a lot of problems between the two of them and uh, they need to work it out so there could be a and v you know Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just trying, trying to drink my coffee as you said that. <laughs> no, I guess not. I mean, if you if you want the relationship Tom, Tom to King, work, you need to talk about stuff. Tom King offered me banging, and there's been, like, little banging. But, I mean, if Clay Man's just going to draw asses like that, might as well just give us full on. You're going to put bodies on display like that? You better have them naked. All right, our brains are rotten. I'm going to go talk about <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is issue number 26. Just another big bad coming. Who's the big bad in this? It's, Do you know? Is so, Spike in this? No. Okay, because I saw him on a cover for one of the the next mm. ones coming up, I think. The mayor is in this. Oh. But, I don't know, man. It's just like this issue, like the rest of the issues, just kind of, you know, just suffers from, like, lack of anything depth yeah like that's it's not even yeah because you have no character depth you have no story depth and it's just like all the things are really anticlimactic i feel like like they could have solved this problem had they kept dan mora on the art (laughs) i don't think they could have like that's probably why dan mora was done he was like you know i can't i i did four issues of this and i have no idea where you're going with it the art because the art is really great right now yeah there has been like i feel like the art's been pretty solid for a grip of time now but it's just the story is it like it's there but it's not like it has the potential especially with the way it started out to like actually do something but it is just really one-dimensional and it's kind of just like throwing everything like even even xander's death which should have been should have been it should have like hit me in a, in any sort of way was just kind of like eh. oh is he actually dead yeah. and that was like my real like and still i guess kind of a question but yeah i, I mean he seems dead so no, so dead. it's i don't know is it just like lazy and, and i don't feel like it's lazy i just don't feel like it's fleshed out yeah or that like Maybe they don't have enough time or enough issues to tell the stories they want to do. Or maybe it just suffers from not necessarily, like, having story arcs or, like, seasons or, like, creature features, you know, even. And which is something that does happen in Buffy. I just... I don't know. I I just keep reading it because I want it to be better because it has... It, it can be better, yeah. but it's just not delivering, which is really depressing. 
I mean, I feel like that's with the Buffy franchise, though. It's like they have so much content, but the only thing really that's worth it is just the show. Yeah. You know, like, and it's cool that they try because sometimes they do get like different stories told like i know the the spike comics that was out like several several years ago Mm -hmm. like james marsters had a part in that and so i feel like that was the only reason why it was good because it was the person who played that character Mm -hmm. that was like hey here's a little bit more of spike for you that's not in the shows so it, it like makes sense but i know a lot of the like comic versions of buffy are just the show yeah basically and some like i have read older versions of Buffy mm-hmm. comics and I did enjoy them for the most part but they also were like yeah wildly different where this is wildly different and it has the ability to be something completely different with different characters like different ways that people are but it just relies too much on like the past and the show mm-hmm. and while also just being like but we have this it's new and it's like but so you don't know like what's canon yeah, it, well, it's not even that. It's just, like, they're asking their reader to do too much. So it's, like, we're not... They don't want to put any effort into this new story because all of this stuff is already out there. Yeah, that's it's... kind of it. So it's, like, we're not building these characters because you should already know who these characters right. are. But it's, like, but these are new characters. These are completely different versions right. of what we know. And, even you know, even in the last issue where they go to the other universe they show that. So it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, I get that. Do the thing then. Like, make this Xander would not make the same decisions as this Xander. And yet you're acting like that's what would happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's lame. That's part of the reason why I just, like, dropped off of it. It was just, I I didn't like the disconnect, I guess. And I don't think it... I mean, honestly, the fact that I'm still reading it is kind of ludicrous, but there's been, like, issues where I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting, and then it's just, like, yeah, fumbles into another issue, and it's just like, okay, well, the interesting thing you gave me isn't here anymore, so I don't care. Like, you built something here, but then you're just like... That's, like, that's really what it is. It just feels like they kind of fumble the ball. It's like, here's this, boom. We have so many ideas. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, and then, so now let's throw something else here. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we don't have to do this. Yeah. Okay. I've complained about that book enough. <laughs> Are we both? Okay. Yeah, we both. both got this. Uh, this is Deadly Class. This is issue number 46. Savior Generation Part 2. It is 1997. Just what did I say about him yesterday? I can't remember what that I That he's said. an asshole, but you would still fuck him. Which, yeah, I'm sure you would. I just, I, I just hate this dude so much. This is, like, literally too. a dude. I would have so much fun with him. A dude who would, like, come up to you at a party, not know you, and be like, hey, do you have drugs? That and I'd be like, have? yeah, let me see your scars. <laughs> Does that one go all the way down? Like, just, just the dumbest motherfucker Yeah, in the he's room. very, very pretentious, um, arrogant for, like, no reason, which is so confusing to me. Uh, But there's something still that I just really like about him, and I don't know what it is. Maybe I see a bit of myself in him. (laughs) I think it's just, like, he's also human. He's, like, a very human person, like Marcus. I 
it's a weird thing because I do not traditionally like these types of characters. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, like, absolutely horrendous people who are scheming for themselves all the time. But I do, I do like Marcus, which is why one of the things about him that is so disappointing to me is that he, like, can't seem to redeem himself. Because it's just, like, you, you, you have the ability to be a good person, like, I, you can you, see, yeah. you can see it. Like, There's you been see those moments, it. and then it's just like, no, no, I'm gonna go ahead and just be a complete fuck up. And I wonder how much of it is, like, obviously the trauma and stuff from, like, growing up and then being put into this sort of situation mm-hmm. and then always being by himself and only having himself and, like, not knowing what to do with other people. Because you see it even, like, throughout this issue when he's with his his friends is yeah like, but he's still he's, scheming right no <laughs> like, right but like how much of that is like he doesn't know how to just like be with them like he doesn't see like what's in front of him because he's just never accepted it before yeah not that i'm saying that like oh maybe that's why he's a bad person because he is a bad person i'm just like i'm i guess trying to understand more spitball in here yeah yeah, I mean... Because he did get the shit into the stick, like, a majority of his oh, life. Oh, I don't and, disagree like, with that. I don't know. I think he wants to do better, but he's just been doing this for so long that he doesn't know how to not do this. No excuses. I'd still bang him, but... No, I don't think whatever. that is... I don't think that's wrong. I think it's, you know, really correct. But I, I also... I don't know. I just don't know. I don't think... And that's the thing, as I think about this book more, and as it progresses, and as I see it progress, and, like, the things that it does, I I just don't think he will ever get any sort of redemption for myself, or for him, or for his friends, the people he's killed, like... I don't feel like he deserves it. As much as I do like him as a character, I just, I don't feel like that would be a satisfying way for him to go. I don't... I, I personally don't feel like he deserves to be redeemed after all the shit that he's done. I, I think that he can try. Well, when I when I say redeemed, I I don't mean like like a Game of Thrones sort of redemption like that. What I'm talking about is like that self-realization, that self-reflection. Right. Like that ability to recognize the horrors you've done. And what that means. I don't, I don't think he, unless he stops like doing all those drugs and drinking. Well, and then that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, that's, that would be the redemption. It's like, it's not necessarily like, all right, I'm going to go be like a a doctor now. I'm going to go raise some, get some kids out of gangs and like, you know, that sort of shit. But I just, I think. Sorry, I was just about to say, well, for that to happen, heroin Bob would have to die. (laughs) But yeah, so it's just like one of it's just one of those things for me and I don't feel like it's going to have that ending or if it does it it has to do it in a way where it it's very fully realized. Yeah. And, you know, I just want people to see when they've done wrong. Yeah. Um but it's also he is the type of person that doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. You're not wrong. It's a, You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm usually not. <laughs> Uh, all right. So anyway, ready? that was Deadly Class. We enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we like we like Deadly Class. It's a really good book. I mean, forty six issues in, it's lasted like oh, five six years. Yeah, it's something been like, like that. It's been a long time, longer than that. Okay, so you ready for this? Yeah, I suppose. 
All right, so this is the last issue of Bliss. Uh, more drugs. <laughs> more drugs. This one fucked me up. Yeah, this book was... This book was heavy. It had, I feel like, some hiccups in places mm-hmm. with the story, but fully... I mean, it meant a lot to me, personally, which is really weird when I yeah. read it. Um, so it's kind of just about forgiveness and the evils that you've done and the consequences of your actions. And then once again, like kind of what I said there, fully realizing what you have done, how you've hurt others. And it's also just about how other people, when they've been hurt, can't get over it. Get over it. Yeah, they can't handle that pain, Mm -hmm. especially when it's such a heavy pain and they want to get that aggression out no matter what, even if that costs somebody else their life. Because they know who's responsible yeah. for that source of pain. and Yeah. It's also about family. It's also about families. And, and family it... forgiveness and, you know, forgiving the trauma of your childhood, I guess. Yeah. I More about dads. More yeah. about fathers yeah, than yeah. Any, anything else. And uh, Sean Lewis puts a little coda after this, which... The ending of this book was already just like I couldn't read heavy. I haven't read Coda yet. I'm oh. saving it. I know, I know. The Coda the Coda is the best part. Coda is easily the best part and the part that got me the most because Sean Lewis talks about his relationship with his own father, what that meant to him, and what that has done with his relationship with his son and how he wants to how he wants to teach his son and all of these things. Uh, the last page particularly was was really great. Um, he's just basically telling his son about like, you know, sometimes you fall, sometimes you make mistakes, sometimes you're not good, you know? And, you know, he just like asks his dad, like, you know, what, like, he's like, it just matters how you get up. And he's like, how to, like, how do you, How's that feel? And he's like, it'll feel perfect. And he goes, it will be bliss. And it's just like, I don't know. I particularly love this. I think, I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot. Um, it's only eight issues though. Yeah. And I do think it's, it is worth a read because it does, it just deals with a lot. Cause there's, you know, addiction and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's not a gentle story. No, it's not. But and, it, and it doesn't really hold your hand when it's going through it. Because it, it, I mean, in a way it does because it does place it in this fantasy world. So you're at least not 100% there, kind of like with Middle West, you know. And that's like, this kind of reminded me of Middle West, but in like this very re- realistic, different way. Mm-hmm. Because it is dealing with those same like scars of childhood and... Yeah, family trauma and drugs and not necessarily drugs in Middle West, but at the same time, kind of. Anger. Power, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just really good, I think, especially if you deal with father issues. (laughs) If you deal with any daddy issues whatsoever, or even some sort of strained relationship with your father, any sort of parent, um, I think it really, really... We have those in abundance. Yeah, yeah. Between the two (laughs) of us. I think it really speaks speaks really well to like those things and I think especially with the coda involved it gives you such a full picture and it's 
It's really beautiful. My art's beautiful. The story's beautiful. I only had one complaint. The AOC. AOC. Yeah. No, that was it, literally it. Like, for the whole book, that character that looked like AOC, that was... And I feel like she took it back a notch on this last yeah. issue. And it was honestly in that first issue where she makes that appearance where it was like, excuse me? <laughs> I feel like that was the only time where it was really like that. Because, yeah, and this the the few pages that she's in like there's a resemblance but it there's her features are exaggerated differently mm -hmm. than they were which i'm glad the faces in this issue are really good yeah it's like very emotive yeah i read this at work and it made me cry so heather told me not to read it at work but i still did and i also cried and then a woman came up, and I had to do the thing again where I was like, I'm sorry, I just read a really, really sad comic book. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, it's okay, I, I knew better. It's like what, I always say, I'm usually would, not wrong. What would you like to drink? My tears. Do you want some coffee? <laughs> oh, goodness, that's me every day. And then Chris made me watch that Won't You Be My Neighbor movie last night, so... I cried over other stupid shit. I, I would not be able to watch that. I look at him and just get super emotional. I haven't. I've literally avoided watching it because yeah. I knew I was gonna get emotional. Oh yeah. I I made it almost to the end. Like the last like thirty minutes, there was one particular part where they're singing a song about not being a mistake. I ba can't. Ba baby lost their mind. Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's two two men. That when I see them, that that are famous, that every time I see them, I get like this weird chest pain because it, it just makes me like overwhelmingly happy and sad at the same time. Mr. Rogers is one of them. Robin Williams is the other. I cannot watch a movie that has Robin Williams in it at all without losing my mind. Understandable. I watched World's Greatest Dad a few weeks ago and I was like crying throughout the entire thing. I was like, why am I crying? What? What about the movie, was a one-hour photo? Yeah. Where he's a murderer. I, lo I love that movie. should watch that, see if you cry. But I will. Just... He doesn't even look like himself in that movie. I know, I just <laughs> love Robin Williams. Okay, oh, we're, we're gonna stop talking about sad shit now. Sorry. We're gonna move on to the Hellfire Gap. So, this one's first, right? Yes. Okay, I did do it in the right order. Oh, I surprisingly put it in the right order yeah, as well. Yeah, I was making sure because I couldn't remember. Um, this is Marauders. This is the first part of the Hellfire Gala. This is issue 21. It's not like X of Swords, how they did that, where it's like, oh, 1 through 22. No, this is just like, this is just it. And really, you could pick up whatever random issues yeah. you want and like piece together what's happening. So this just starts off the gala. Emma Frost is being very Emma Frost, has several outfit changes. Yeah, and which and she <laughs> mentions, and I love that. Uh, and it's just kind of giving you pieces of what's happening at the gala, just like here and there. And then they leave you with a mystery of something that's happened. I'm trying to find, there's a page in here that I really, really enjoyed. Well, first of all, this one, she's talking about how Captain America's checking her out. Yeah. Um, it was because of a background that I really enjoyed it. Anyway, I don't remember. I can't find it. It was good. It's good. I really like Marauders. 
Yeah, no, I really and I really like this issue. I really like the setup they did for like the gala and being like, okay, so there's just people from different places and mm-hmm. like hear what the mutants are doing and here's yeah like little the background characters yeah like little everything. snippets of the night though mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the guest list for like the celebrity guest list which is absolutely laughable no because I don't know if it's on in here but they posted it on Marvel like Marvel's okay. Twitter I'll have to send it okay, to you yeah. Eminem's on it of course he is so <laughs> why wouldn't he be? it's like it's like a, if a guest list was made in like 20 20 2010 like or early twenty two thousands. That's it's just surprising like, considering Emma did this. It's just like it, you. I'll, like I said, I'll have to send you okay. the list. I'll I'll post it for other people. But it's. I feel like Eminem's always relevant though. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Conan. I mean, Conan was in a shot, but it's like Conan O'Brien. She's like, come on, my dudes. Let's. This is a fucking hellfire gala. It's like. This is like the Met Met Gala. Like we would why, be why, why were you, why are you inviting Conan O'Brien, motherfucker? Because he's tall. He's got legs. He can be elegant. <laughs> have you ever seen him? <laughs> no, <laughs> never seen Conan O'Brien in my I, life. I feel like they should have invited Craig Ferguson if we're gonna be honest here. All right, so you ready? Yes. This is X Force, which I still this whole series. I just I think I. I don't think I'll ever take it off my pole if it continues because I just love this so much. And, and this is issue number 20. This is basically what X-Force is doing during the gala, keeping security. Yeah, their security kills me. Look at that butt, dude. I can't. And uh, Beast gets found out. Beast is a little shit, which we've said this before, but he is doing things that are going just, to get him in trouble. Yeah, I mean, they are absolutely gonna get him yeah. in trouble as we see in this yep. particular issue because he's just too up his own ass um yeah he thinks he's smarter i mean not to diminish his intelligence but he is uh acting smarter than he actually is yeah no for sure i just i really do like a, a lot of what happened in this x-force issue and just really good yeah it was um i think i really i say this after like every issue of anything recently but i really enjoy the art i would say the art is so good yeah and And when emma turns like all steel i guess Mm -hmm. it's not right but you know she turns into steel that's what she does now it's a yeah i don't know it's very very good there's also a little cameo in here which was one of my favorite parts of the entire book and I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, it was just silly. Same. It was fun. Okay. Yeah, it was silly and fun. It was silly and fun. And then on to something else more silly and fun. Yeah, I love this. This is Hellions. This is issue number 12, the next part of the gala. Uh, the Hellions, not all of them were invited to the the gala, but... They decided to go who, anyway. I say, who does a party crash? Yeah. It's great. I love it's, it. They're just like, let's get as drunk as possible and just, like, have fun. Just, like, do chaos. Fuck your <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it is a really good issue. I, I'm really excited to see what happens at this gala. I don't even care about, like, what the big surprise is. I just kind of want to see what they're all doing at this party. Yeah. Honestly, why even have a big surprise? Just have a big party. It's, uh... Give me, just give me party. I don't care about anything else. Subtext, whatever. I, I, I hate it. 
so much. <laughs> Looks like Willy Wonka. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I saw that and I was just like. Of all the things you could have worn. Yeah, Magneto really looks like Willy Wonka. He it's, lost it. He lost his damn mind. Him and Xavier just need to get their heads out of each other's assholes and just, like, dress better. <laughs> and be better. Uh, anyway, the art is just fantastic in this. Yeah, the art is also really it's, good in that one. And I, I now I've, I've been feeling, like, really bad because I read the first issue of Hellions and loved it and then just never read anything after mm-hmm. that. And I'm like... I. I don't know why I didn't, because I I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, the problem with X-Men most of the time is there's just too many too many X-Men books, so it's just, like, you really have to pick and choose your battles of, like, what is going to make the cut. And I do feel like Hellions is a solid-ass book. Like, I mm-hmm. do. Like, I read the first three issues... Maybe long more than that. The first I feel like we did issue- the first arc. Yeah, I was like, I did quite a few yeah. issues, but it was one of those things where I just have, yeah, just too many books, so making that choice of, like, what's going to make the cut. Which is a shame, because that's exactly what I did with it, too. That's why I just didn't pick it up, was I was I have too much stuff and other stuff that I'm enjoying, and all some of the other things I've been enjoying then, I just don't as much now, but if I would have just picked this up, I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it the entire time. Yeah, yeah, and I've only heard really good things about Hellions from people that I... I Hellions has been internet. slept on. <laughs> so, if you get the chance, go pick up just Hellions. Read Hellions. Uh, and that's it. We that's did we it. We, we ran through it fairly quickly. Yeah. Um... So, go enjoy your Pride Month, go do gay shit, give gay people your money once again, and, uh... Support us. Support us. Send us messages and tell us how good we're doing, how much you love us. That would mean the most. So, absolutely do that. Um, as always... We are your hosts. (laughs) With the most. Yeah. Uh, go to your local comic book shop, support comic book stores, please. Keep us in business yeah. so we can tell you more about comics. Yeah. Just give give us money. <laughs> We're, I'm just going to ask. I'm not going to walk around it anymore. Just give us money for just being us. Uh, support your local libraries. Support your friends. Do good things, as always. Be good people. Uh, we love you, and we will see you next time. I'm loving you. I'm leaving you. Meh.